0: Hello everyone. this is uh, June June 7 2022. it's a meeting of the Metro Board of Water and Um taking place remotely Yes, well it's in person here. Um, we have a lot of agenda items and a couple of them are kind of thick. Um, and there's one item that is on the agenda but it's related um first um call the meeting to order um first item is to go over the outstanding meeting minutes from the um uh, from the previous meeting which was actually the 13th of of april um the meeting minutes were not compiled.
1: um one of us will have to go through the zoom meeting and I wasn't here. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I had to do last, night when I—when that happened, so uh, you and I will we'll figure out who has the you know, time to do it. Um, but I, the the, the actual um, open items from the last meeting that I captured. Um, first of all, the. There were none that were open. There were no carry forwards.
1: And the meeting itself, two items,
0: Um, Eric, Kelly, VPG, or is it just environmental partners? Because they're not part of Mm -hmm. Environmental partners going to send us a link to the uh, PFAS portal, in the State of Massachusetts, which he has done. He sent that around. Um, the other was um, a suggestion to, to to Maurice to look at um, sampling, creating duplicate samples, and also um, because we want to make sure that we, we have a sampling date, if there's a problem with one, that there's more than one sample, um, and also to um create a standard procedure for a chain of custody for when they take a sample where it goes and how it gets secured, how it gets sent out there. So um, that one I think is still open. Um, Maurice isn't here to speak for his progress on it. Um, so um which also I didn't mention earlier that it's hard enough to get this meeting together here. I had to choose between having enough board members and Maurice and I decided well
1: we, we just couldn't just another meeting. Okay.
0: Oh, here's Dave. Dave's coming in. Welcome, Dave. Yeah, I finally got connected through, so here I am. Okay, that's okay. Uh, just for your background, we don't have the minutes from the previous meeting, which was 13th of April. We just had two uh, open action items. One is closed out. Eric sent the PFAS. Uh, there's a, a website for uh, the deP uh, for, for, for PFAS and uh, the second was uh, Maurice was going to look at um, creating duplicate samples and storage of those duplicate samples and a chain of custody st- standard operating procedure so that uh, you know we know what the process is for um, these sort you know these uh, important samples so do you have
1: any other items that came from that meeting Absolutely. table item number
0: one number two um, there are none there are no um, holdover actions um, I'm sorry there there are new actions that are there are no
1: holdovers and there're two new um, the first one is closed the second one is open. Okay, um, so getting down to, item
0: number
1: three, well, six, six. Sorry, Bill, yeah. I, I do have one thing
0: yeah. from my notes in last month. Is,
2: uh, Environmental Partners was going to update the memo on fluoride treatment systems, and then we were just going to, just going to make a few tweaks. We we're going to post it and be able to kind of close that one out for now. Okay. Did you see, I don't remember seeing any updated memos, so I think that's something to carry over. Through. Okay,
1: okay, good catch. I don't okay. want to forget that. Mm-hmm. Yep mm <laughs> so we'll post that to the website too yes. yes, there's so much interest in it.
0: okay okay uh next item is well six maintenance um update um so since we've met we all know that we um, lost the operation of well number six some parts and pieces uh failed and they have been um, they've been ordered they were shipped about a week and a half ago Um, i guess maurice to you know get the tracker for shipment of that i haven't heard from him on that Uh, even if it's a distributor they should know with the uh if it's a ltl less than trailer load uh should be able to get a a link since we're the the ultimate receiver of it um so but the installer is, is is waiting for it so um if i was a betting man probably this week is probably when it when it arrived, if I had to guess, LTL shipments don't take that long. It's California. Um, so as a result of that, um, we did have to go to tier four water restriction um, since the last meeting, which means um, that primarily the, the, um, the, the rule is hand only uh, watering, so no irrigation systems, uh, systems uh, to be used in the town. Uh, during this, um,
1: also operationally, one of the pumps at well number
0: well number two, right, uh, needs to have its impeller replaced, and we're operating on the back of that. So that that well is operational, but it just uh, <laughs> you know, right when we needed it to work harder, it was uh, challenged a little bit. Um, so, you know, we're redeveloping it and putting in the filtration system for, for three and four. And unfortunately, you know, well six failed, you know, before we got that, you know, up and running. So but part of the justification for having, you know, three and four, the three and four project was to serve as a large, uh, you know, backup to six, because six is our, our our largest production well. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the parts of that failed before we can get, uh, our filter uh, plant constructed, which is due to come online February or March of next year. So it's just unfortunate thing, you can't have spare parts for everything, you know, look at our entire water system. There are a lot of things that could be a single point of failure, whether it's a tank or some difficult to replace valve or, you know, you just can't have multiples of everything. Um, So um, we so as part of that, we, we are still in a uh, tier four water restriction. And um, when we get this uh, pump replaced um, the you know, based on the stream flows and our permits, um, we, um, you know, we might have the ability, um, depending upon you know, what the stream flow is, uh we might be able to go to one day uh watering once the pump is is replaced but there um there really is um we really can't do much better than that because excuse me my um, phone because the dep declared a, a mild one uh drought in this region which triggers in our permit the best the the most water that we could pump so to speak is the one day per week um, under those restrictions. So um, even if we can bring everything up, up online you know, tomorrow, that is the, the, the best that we can do based on the DEP um, uh, declaration. Um, so um, it this sort of inspired me to maybe sit down with Mo and create a decision tree that is part of how. You know, what are our matrix of opportunities and how we operate? You know, during different tiers, so that we could have a single piece of paper, so they know if we are here. What are our abilities? Because basically, trying to create a visual, pull it out of the permits that we have and the, the situations, so we know where where we are. Because we're always doing a lot of you mm-hmm. know, explaining uh, about it, but I, I think if it can create a visual for that, it could help us navigate. and Also, we can put it on a, you know, a town website, so at least they state they know. You know where we are what situation um it will sort of speak for for itself um, as as part of the work on the maintenance for well six as well as some um items that need to be replaced in um at the wastewater plant uh, mo has requested the town to approve i'm sorry the, the board to approve the use of the uh, category of uh, emergency the emergency category that is uh, in our we have both the line item for both the water and the
1: sewerage budgets and um, that seems to be um, uh, you know, that's why we have this category in there for for something like this so I wanted to put that on the table for the, the fellow board members to, to talk about. The clarification I thought was, is that you don't need it yet, but in case we need it, you'd like us to authorize the use of those funds, there's more emergency, so that we have to call special meeting is that correct, visit, or is it, are we already needing to use money? What well, um, you described is how I understood, his voice, because he wants to have the ability to tap it, but he's not sure if he's got enough budget yet.
0: Yeah, no, I, I that, that's the way I read it, Um, and the fact that Um, He's going to need it before we're going to be able to meet again, uh, most likely. And here we are in June and um, it was hard to get us together here in June, July and August. So we tend to be a little Mm -hmm. more challenging. So, no, we have this category, you know, it's not a large part of the budget. It's uh, less than a half of a percent of the operating budget on sewerage. And it's like a quarter of the operating budget of, of water. So it's not a large, you know, a really large line-up, line-up, and it's not, this isn't really a discretionary spend. This is a, you know, it's
1: a pretty spend. Yes. Well, I'll make
2: a motion that we authorize the use of the emergency reserve funds for both water and sewer as needed at the most discretion.
0: I'll second the motion. All in favor? Aye. 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 And Dave, since you're remote, can you say
3: you're in your And I, I don't have official vote responsibility, but I oh, right. endorse the. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I endorse the uh, approval.
0: <laughs> I forget.
3: <laughs> Especially Christine's in the back; she's checking out on me. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those are 50,000 each, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anything else on that? So we've gotten through
0: three or, okay, Five. discussion of PFAS sampling results. I'm um, just, for everyone's uh, memory, we are, um, the way they uh, look at your results of PFAS, they look at the average of a calendar month, I'm sorry, a calendar quarter, and since we started a new quarter um, for April and May, um our data looks very good um so for april um the the so the wells one and two are the ones that we are really looking at because everything else is uh, either uh not applicable or not detect so for the combination of wells number one and two which are treated essentially as one source um, per the dep because of how, where they're located and how they're interconnected and how they're operated Um, results for 17.6 and 18.6. So um, neither one of them are above the the 20 threshold. And so obviously the average of of the two of those um, for the current quarter are below below 20. So um, I feel pretty good about that. Um, Any other remarks, commentary from the fellow board members?
1: no encouraging staying kind of in the same range so it's good Bill I have a a couple of questions about
3: the the monitoring as it goes on if if they had exceeded the 20 ppm level uh, in the last quarter do you have to do it over so many quarters before action's required uh, is that listed somewhere in a document that I should be looking at or I'm trying to understand the, the magnitude of yeah, the It won't be listed in the
0: document it, you're looking at. Right. If you're looking at results, it's not it, it's not there.
1: Right. So connect you with the DEP guidance on it though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As far as you know, you know, action when when the DEP wants us to consider actions when we have samples where the average is above 20 for a for a calendar quarter. Okay. A, a um, and it's not a rolling average, so yep. you start in on the new quarter. So they they had uh, some reason for that, but that's just that's how they do that.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Um, next item: uh, Board review the PFAS treatment study by environmental partners. Okay. So. Um, the partners put together a study, uh, we asked them to <clears throat> this was a, a study um, so that we can understand if treating for PFAS um, in the town was required, what would that look like? Um, so let's recall that our wells are uh, in different parts of the town. Um, They're also in different um, water basins, and so they also have different environmental uh, influences. And um, it's also been my experience that something like this tends to be point source uh, constituent that you would treat for. Um, You don't treat the whole town's water uh, for that. Uh, Very difficult to do because our our water sources are in many different places. so um, EPG um, shared this study. They looked at the wells infrastructure, uh, also keeping you know an eye. I'm sure on the on the data that that that's come that's come in um, as they prepared this report. Um, and so this had uh, actually did they did have data all the way through January, or February. And um, they presented some conceptual designs if the different water sources uh, needed to have uh, treatment done. And um, some of the uh, nitty gritty of how these treatment systems operate and um, what sort of infrastructure or improvements or infrastructure that we need to to put in place to, to, uh, to do that. So that's my summary of what was delivered any questions or commentary from from the board here
1: I mean, I think useful. no I mean I think the point right now is we would be waiting for any changes in mass DP or well I guess EPA's regulation changes that would trigger mass DP the change regulation that would trigger us a need to treat is that like really where we're where no. laying out the plan that's not where we're laying out the plan for what would happen if to comes along the USCPA
0: it doesn't have to make any changes in order for the Massachusetts
1: DEP to to uh, in, enforce um, their limit of, of twenty PDP. oh I thought they were I thought there was potential for pfas regulation at federal level that's I mean, true. Like, in this volume, that's true and looking that's more
2: true. That, or... it seems unlikely that it will be more stringent. The Massachusetts, but if it was, then what you're describing probably comes true. Yeah, the NESP right. has to come down to at least meet the Fed. Yeah,
0: I mean, if the federal government doesn't have a maximum contaminant limit for for manganese, but the state does, so this it tends to happen that uh, some states um, have more stringent regulations than the than the than the US So, um, you know, PFAS itself being it it is. Um, you know, there are hundreds or thousands of these compounds and the, um, the causality of what specific compounds are and how uh, how they're linked to different health effects. It's, there's a huge body of work that uh, people are, are working on. Um, and because it is so, what I would say, non-singular for something like the size of the US EPA, it's taking them a while to get their arms
1: around something like this.
0: So this, this Massachusetts has chosen six specific uh PFAS compounds and as an aggregate racks and stacks and puts mm-hmm. them in a pile and says a limit on the pile of those six is 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 20 PPB. Um, so so that's that's where that that's how we go out and get the data that we sample and the data comes up to us as individual PFAS components and then there's, there's some of those that create the individual specific number of that that's in there. So. Um, it, my 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 only commentary is that you know since we've had about a year of data, it's to me it's obvious it's well one and well two that you know we need to keep our eyes on um, and those those sites um, you know they have maybe some of their own site challenges. Mm-hmm. but they don't seem to be um really you know, insurmountable um it's also good that our new water treatment filter filtration system with three and four is you know there really isn't hardly any data i think other than maybe a sampling error uh, from over a year ago it's been not detected ever since yeah. so in summary the 11 12 million dollars that we're putting into that facility we would not have to Add additional treatment to that, although we've put in the blind flanges in case we do need to connect for something either PFAS or something else in the future, we don't have to worry about that. So it's great that the filtration project we have going on there is just going to proceed in its fashion. Um, No change orders in design, no change orders in materials, or anything else expected uh, of that. and the treatment technologies that are here, ion exchange and granular activated carbon have been around since all of us. <laughs> so um, you know, the ion exchange has been around since the 1930s. Um, the particular ion exchange resin material, um, there are ones that are becoming more narrowly scoped to just deal with PFAS, but these are pretty um, pretty basic technologies. So. Uh, it isn't gonna take a lot to to establish the efficacy of the treatment of that, that is picked. Uh, we ever had to do that, and um is not really a mystery of how to get how to get rid of PMS. I I had some commentary around the draft
2: report that I haven't circulated back to environmental partners, but I can. Like, we don't have representation here, so I don't know if there's a lot of value. Sorry, I Okay, I mean, would, it be help, would it be worthwhile to discuss a few of my questions, or should I just send it to Eric?
1: I'll no, it's good. Go ahead. I take more time than we have. We can promote Eric, maybe, sure. into this. Good afternoon.
4: Thanks for joining. Um, Christian, let me just, um, so what I had on my plate for comments received today, um, we had some discussion about a month ago um, where you had commented just on kind of expanding upon the um, differences between the media types just in terms of uh, uh, how they compare against each other. Um, their potential effectiveness, O&M considerations, things of that sort um, to expand on the discussion there. Um, Claire, you had pointed out um, something in an email that I've just kept off to the side waiting to collect more information so we can address that. Um, And then there had been, since we obviously, since we issued this, um, I guess it's coming up on about four months, Um, We obviously can update to reflect the data that's been received over that timeframe so that it's, you know, as current as the data is, um, and just provide some uh, explanation of some of those regulatory uh, topics that kind of came up, I guess it would have been with the April meeting when we were talking about quarterly averages and how the compliance is held over the calendar quarter, not uh running quarter just so that that's clearly explained that's the current regulatory compliance dynamic we're in um so that's what i had on my tube the only other piece that is not in front of you in the study you have is uh we have our electrical engineers uh supplement that was looking at things related to uh, adaptability of all the existing systems to accept additional electrical loads but also things of if you were to implement anything at any of the stations, what other electrical uh, supporting devices might be due for um, rehabilitation due to useful life. Um, So we are going to incorporate that as an attachment. Um, So it goes with the document. um, And we're also going to reflect that since we issued the draft, um, well sixes pump and motor will have uh, failed and will be replaced. So that was one of the recommendations that was going to be coming out of if anything were ever to happen six. <laughs> you would need a pump and motor upgrade just to deal with the additional head loss you'd have. so, um, so we'll at least
5: <laughs> wasn't wasn't in the
4: planned upgrade as we were as we were kind of conceptualizing, but um, we'll re- we'll at least reconcile that that has happened so that it's uh, the reports current for those things.
2: Thanks, Eric. I have a couple of other things on here that you didn't mention. I want to make sure that yep they're they're addressed in the report, even if you've already considered them. One, one is any discussion around the wastewater treatment plant and its ability to handle the backwash.
4: It's an ongoing. Small that's an ongoing uh, topic of concern across many places. Um, so it's somewhere else, right? So,
0: but the the the, the intent the pfas would be absorbed into the media it's just that there'll be regulations around the backwashing to fluff the bed so you don't get channeling right eric that's really what this is right
4: yeah well so there's two there's two there's two elements not one one relevant to say wells one and two which would be the potential for um some carry over a particulate that could foul the media, whether it's carbon or ion exchange, and how would you deal with that? So if it's a maintenance wash, as, as we call it, it's not a, it's not backwashing like what's going to happen at wells three and four. It's just a periodic maintenance wash just to fluff the bed and you know, kind of push along any fines that have kind of accumulated at the head of the filter or the contactor. Um, so that might be some systems are doing that, you know, monthly, semi-annual. It kind of varies by water system, depending on what their issue of concern is. Um, so it would be that infrequent maintenance uh, wash, which would be most likely, in the case of wells one and two, probably some iron and manganese related um, particles. Um, so it wouldn't really be the media itself. It would be whatever has come out of solution and sat on it. The water, in theory, would be on the clean side of the PFOS contactor, so the water itself should be relatively PFOS-free in a maintenance wash. Anything that might be on the residual, if there's any carryover, you'd be seeing some minor amounts. So I don't see it as a huge concern in this instance because you'd be rinsing with treated water. Um, uh, which would be ideal so that you can kind of minimize that PFAS and your residuals going to the wastewater plant. I mean, the other benefit to the wastewater plant is that on a bulk on a mass load scale, if you're treating wells one and two, the amount of PFAS that's actually headed to them from water produced at wells one and two is significantly going to be reduced because of the treatment. So if you looked at it from a mass balance, they might see some things from, you know, residential commercial use, but Anything that is present in well water produced at wells one and two would be PFAS treated, so um, overall you'd see technically a load reduction. But
0: but the, the let me ask a maybe related question: Is there a burden on the wastewater treatment plant to remove PFAS to a level so it not not yet. Discharge. Okay.
4: So that that is contingent on um, so. The federal a majority uh,
0: of it is going to be absorbed in the media, but you're talking about
4: large yeah, impurities. I'm talking yeah, I'm talking about impurities that would sit on top of the filtration, the treatment media that you're just trying to remove so that it's not causing any uh any build, head loss buildup at the top of the filter. It's and it and if certain yeah. certain media's can withstand that maintenance wash and other ones cannot, so it it also comes down to media selection. So. Um, a certain this is only done a,
0: excuse me but this is only done every month or every two months we yeah yeah you, a, you
4: like it'd kind of be one of those things you yeah. you'd either see it during your pilot phase and decide what you think the starting is or as you gain experience operating the system you might find like all right we need to do it every quarter just to you know fluff the contactor to just kind of remove anything that could be kept carrying over um so it's an it's an unknown but as far as the on the wastewater receiving end, the expectation is that through the NPDES program, um, a lot of wastewater plants are just waiting to find out what they're gonna have to be doing for influent screening and effluent monitoring. Um, so think of it as more like if you're removing it from one of your dominant sources, then they're really seeking where else is it coming at from their collection system if it's you know residential, Sanitary waste, commercial like commercial industrial, something in your pre-treatment program. Um, and then ultimately to drive that, they need a surface water quality standard that says X amount of PFAS is allowed into the river. And that doesn't right. exist and, yet. Right. So once and, that and ultimately, happens,
0: right. If, if if we have to capture the backwash water from a PFAS treatment system, that end up that would go into a, a 10,000 gallon. FRP tank, we would let it settle, and then we would basically filter the backwash water after the sediment yes. is, is filtered. So it, it doesn't turn into a major process change. We would no. just have to yeah. do something like that.
4: You just have to figure out how do you how do you build your like little EQ tank to hang onto it, and then let that settle, and then you could have a pump that would then pump it to the head of the system, and you'd kind of be as close to zero liquid discharge as you get if you had to um
0: um
4: that's what some facilities are trying to do but there's other entities who are extremely challenged on this because if you um if you have a i would say if it's not your municipally owned treatment works and it's a regional or in the case of a very large regional uh treatment system they might tell you your re- discharges shall meet drinking water standards and that could be very challenging for residuals waste streams because um they're not really meant to be analyzed as drinking water they're not potable but they're being held to the only standard that exists right now which is the drinking water standards so
2: so it's an evolving
4: it's an evolving issue for on the residual side but there's ways to uh, work with it i guess you could say okay i've got two
0: more that
2: are probably relatively straightforward one is um and this is not one where i think we need to spend a lot of time because i don't think well six is determined to be a problem. But one of the questions that came up for me when I was reading through the options for WELL6 was space constraints seem to be a bigger deal there. So is it possible to actually use a downstream site given that there are so few users at that end of the system? Um, and that didn't seem to have been sort of considered as an option. So along around citing that was one of the things that came to mind was, is there a downstream site that we could use Maybe there's even a little bit of a repiping configuration to make that work. But, but again, I don't think Well6 is where no, we That's a that. good point. We can yeah, we bring so, it yeah. farther
0: downstream and then extend the service area in the other direction for the few customers that are along that route. I mean, because there's a lease site constrained option. So it just
2: seemed like there might be a,
0: our other. Our, so, what's, it, what's our only other customer, the uh, transfer
5: station? Probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um with when it comes
4: to well six, the siting constraint isn't so much the existing the existing existing space can better accommodate a treatment um, facility floor plan than at wells one and two. The challenge really is you don't technically own the land, so is it a is it more of a legal land use lease with the state issue than a physical footprint? Technically by footprint, you have plenty of space at Well Six to put something there. Exterior to the existing uh, chemical treatment building, um, it really just comes down to how much latitude did the state give the town when that agreement was put in place. Like technically, you have a nice easement boundary, so in theory, are you allowed to do anything you want in your own sandbox that you leased? Um, that's for a lawyer to determine. But as far but in that question of downstream treatment,
1: <laughs> for
0: some lawyers out um, this, some of the way, lawyers yeah, available. Yeah.
2: Can, how do um, we get this? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. And that's what I was considering was just the fact that we may be constrained on options to use the land available. No.
4: And I think from the documents we pulled together from Mark and the state, um, it it's kind of obviously it wasn't written with the idea that you would have, f- have a future upgrade or need, but so it's a question mark. Um, but it is something relevant to wells one and two because the available footprint there is extremely limited. Um, there are, uh, there is research ongoing now, even including in Massachusetts at some pilot level of some medias that are chlorine tolerant so that they could actually be on the finished water side of the treatment system. So like, basically you pump through it after you've done all of your other stuff, as opposed to being an intermediate step. If that were, if that develops further then you could have a remote station where you're actually treating out in the system as opposed to being you know you know so if you have to go down the road from wells 1 and 2 and you could just put that vessel there and you're just plumbing through it instead of trying to do it on your limited footprint that is that is one thing that's going on there's a couple pilots in discussion right now with, with a particular technology vendor that shows some real promise just because one of the biggest limitations on these medias for groundwater sources is the need to pretreat your water So in the case of like wells three and four, we're removing iron and manganese. PFAS contactor and medias do not like iron and manganese in the water. They foul, they create bacterial issues. Um, So you see a lot of concern about that. This newer media doesn't care about iron and manganese. It doesn't care about chlorine. It actually can, it can handle higher flows, higher loading rates than traditional media. So it almost seems too good to be true is the but we're kind of like, we're waiting to see it prove out. Like it's been done in the lab and at other uh, waste sites and wastewater plants, they've shown it has it's effective with, you know, much higher concentrations than what most communities do. But. There's,
0: there's two, qu- one's a question, one's a statement. Um, the, the question is, why would this be allowed? Because this just sounds like you're putting water that needs to be treated into infrastructure and we have to figure out the correct place or places in order to treat it in the main line. And that seems to be, that would be contrary to what the DDP would want just, to just do. yeah. Just to
4: clarify, yeah. I'm saying between your first customer uh, and your pump, not like out in the, some random street and you're pulling treated water, like finished water. It just gives you the flexibility to move your treatment to the end of your treatment system instead of it being intermediary. Which is, which is a big deal, especially at a site like one and two, where there's no real footprint to do much of anything. If you, could, if you had a piece of land that was between your first customer and your pump, you could then put your treatment there because you've already got your disinfection, you've got your pH adjustment all taken care of. So.
0: OK. The other is um, I, um, I'm very skeptical about the uh, requirement that it's a burden for chlorine. Uh, the, Removing chlorine prior to PFAS is
4: difficult. It's very easy. No, it's not a question of difficulty. It's just that it's another thing you have to have. So yeah, but just the process not. is not. It's just footprint needs. Yeah. Uh, we're going through it in a couple places now, and it's just additional yeah. things that create pressure loss. Additional things you have to operate and maintain. And yeah, but it's, it's just,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll talk the to process about itself. About it.
4: it's, yeah. The process it's, of deep learning is not a, not an issue. It's just more like you have to dedicate more resources to it.
0: It's, yeah, it's not a big deal. We can talk offline. Um,
4: so, space constraints, what? Christian, and then. Um,
1: oh, yeah. You
4: want more. Got
0: more. I got one more. Sorry. Um, if the state or the federal government changes the requirements, they move mm-hmm.
2: the goalposts on us. Um, just sort of. Commentary discussing how difficult it is to. I don't know if reconfigure is the right word. It's not necessarily a question of adding media all the time, it might be a question of ch- changing the the way it's used. I don't know if, if it's either
0: different peak test constituents that we have to start managing or, or
2: the levels go down. Like, just how hard is it to, to do that? I so, I think where the goalposts would be obvious. So the the level of uncertainty
4: will take, will get a little cleaner, clearer in the next six months with the, um, it's anticipated EPA will issue a draft MCL for two of the six compounds that Massachusetts regulates. How they set those levels is then going to cascade to determine whether that uh, rationale gets carried to other compounds and does DP which is scheduled to be revisit the MCL in 2023 is does that mean that they have to rethink is PFAS 6 20 parts per trillion the right standard or does it need to get reduced do they add compounds do they have individual MCLs plus the group MCL I don't if that's where we don't know because once EPA acts it will kind of the dominoes will start falling and yes it's only two of six but I think that's where people are concerned. So I think right now with that level of uncertainty, the question is, does it not necessarily change your treatment process, but it might change your operational and maintenance requirements, which means if you figured you were only changing your media out say every 16 months, there might be a compound that breaks through uh, sooner. And that's the decision for why you would have to do a media change out. So maybe, maybe you're replacing media more frequently, or you might have to do more time on treatability because each media is, shows a little bit of preference for certain compounds more than others um, so there might be some of that compound specific selection that has to be taken into account but for the systems that are up and operating now i think there is that's where some concern is with those water systems is what does the new regulatory framework going to do to the systems they've invested in over the last five yeah. years Yeah, it might
0: even be the the contrary, where if the US EPA says that the limit on one of the compounds is by itself is twenty five, and another one is twenty, then you could say, well, should Massachusetts have a limit of twenty when the sum of the EPA is already over forty five? You can see how the the. well, you can see how some the of these could be some something can be something you know completely different and the activation level for some towns it might be below uh, a new limit so that they might even have to they might even
4: bypass it if the, if the I think state. I think the expectation is that EPA's decision set off of, of rethinking how they established the twenty that might mean that my guess is it will or Definitely, in being more conservative, I don't see them changing it in the opposite. Because that would go, they would, back, they would have anti-backing. Um, but I think with their ability now, have, uh, let's see, hit a year plus of all the systems, greater than three hundred customers testing. So I think they have a whole backlog of data to look at to say compound unrelated components. How do they play in? So I think the picture is going to just keep getting whether it's more compounds, changing levels. I think all things are kind of up in the air. But DP was scheduled next year to revisit the MCL no matter what EPA was up to. Um, I just think that obviously will have weigh in pretty heavily in how they how they act
1: here. I think that's what I was going at the beginning, just saying in terms of the regulatory change, we're not looking to take an action today. Is this more information for our back pocket? Should we need either
0: yes. the regulation of change or the sense limit. Yes, us, this is for us to be prepared okay. to understand yes. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. the okay. general assessment, right?
4: I would say, yeah. I, yeah, and there's a lot of communities who haven't experienced the level of stability in the PFAS 6 results that Wells 1 and 2 have seen. They've seen a roller coaster. They've been in exceedance beyond the MCL for months, and then all of a sudden, they've, they're they under the MCL. and they're making decisions based on the prior exceedance because the expectation is they might be very seasonally influenced. Um, for some, you know, very fortunate case, wells one and two seem to like standing basically between sixteen and nineteen, and that's where they just they're. It's just something to do with the hydrogeology and whatever source yeah. is impacting it. Just seems very stable, which is a yeah. A fortunate well, that, yeah, to do
0: right. that point, it it sort of buttresses the the argument that wells one and two are not under the influence as a, 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 from a surface water source. In addition to other geologies just you know, they are right near the river. so yeah.
4: I mean you' <laughs> so can't. That's, yeah.
0: that's what's really in, in interesting about the data. Yeah.
4: yeah I think if you were to before you started screening monthly, I think your the expectation would be you would be seeing more of an influence of whatever is going on in the Charles. Would be imparted into your wells. So um, it's fortunate they're not. It's also, you know, nice that well six and three and four are so low that you haven't. You're not quite boxed in. Uh, some communities have the opposite. Their high-producing well is the dominant source of PFAS, and their lower-quality small, small wells unfortunately are not uh, have little to none. So, right. right. It's very good for preparedness, but um, you do have you know the ability to make. You know more decisions as to how you want to proceed and see how the regulatory environment evolves in the next six months.
1: Are we gonna, Are we really going to try to, talk to like figure out legally whether we could add on to like, use the easement at well six, or was that just a hypothetical question?
0: No, it's just it's one of the one of the many we things to, we need to really really take it, yeah. action on. Okay,
1: no, that's no. Yeah, 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 just want to make sure. No. What, but what I have on the list to check it out. Okay. So,
0: Eric, do you have some feedback to enhance this report?
4: Yep. Yeah. So, my goal was to collect everything from you all and then we'll turn it around. So, by the end of the month, you have the, uh, I guess we'll call it the draft final. That incorporates our our electrical engineers' um, assessment of the electrical components and then the feedback we received to date. And then um, you can. uh, we can t- discuss again at the july meeting if you feel like it and we'll just wait for direction from you all
3: yeah and eric i i had a few technical questions i can send you uh via okay. email i guess uh, yeah that's fine the yeah the sizing yeah. of the beds and the difference between raw water and aerated water and finished water that type of stuff uh, i was just concerned about the size of the treatment beds themselves being 20 25 feet tall and they are not insignificant yeah, that's small right uh i did have a question i'd ask just uh so everybody here it's the same question uh on the you were talking about the the need to either beef up or replace the pumps to overcome this uh 10 pound pressure drop to the bed i was wondering if there's any flexibility on that 10 pounds can you you know set that at five pound delta p and then you know no do that or is 10 pounds really what you need that's to the for.
4: prototypical 10 to 15 pounds um one of the bigger drivers is um actually um the ix systems have requirements for uh basically uh large larger diameter particle sediment strainers ahead upstream of them that's one of the things that protects the ix media that device is usually one of the biggest drivers for the head loss okay um so uh, with GAC, you're not as concerned about it, but IX that just seems, but even on a GAC system, you assume you're gonna, you're gonna have enough minor losses through all the piping, through the vessel itself, the accumulation of some head loss through the filter media at some point. So like you just plan for that, which in the case of the pumps at say wells one and two, that might, it all depends. You might not need to change anything hydraulically if you're intermediate, because those pumps come from the well and go into a tank right there on site. If it's on the finished water side and you're trying to fill your storage tanks, that additional 10 PSI, 15 PSI could really, you know, reduce the effective capacity of that pump. So you just would, we we took that into account with wells three and four, all the pumps, the two new pumps that will be put there have enough range that if we put a system in place there, yeah. it would pump through it and you'd still get the the same capacity, it doesn't care. Sure. But those stage six, one and two being older, they obviously didn't have that kind of range built into their basis of design, you know, when they got installed okay. years ago.
1: Right.
0: Okay. we okay on this side? Keep, keep rolling. Keep, there. keep rolling. All right. Okay. Um, so the action item is um, actually, um, Eric, you're uh, in about a month. You're yeah right. by the end of the month
4: we'll have it right back in your hands
0: okay end of the month fantastic okay um item number seven uh board review the hospital development conceptual design by trinity slash phb and review the uh the peer review by uh, memorandum by environmental partners okay uh, i'd like to recognize uh Members from the hospital development uh, oh, committee. committee. Okay, just want to make sure I get it, <laughs> get, get it, get it right. Um, so um, the timeline is that this is going to, this issue is going to be in front of the town at the annual town meeting. Uh, special
1: town special meeting. Special town
0: meeting on June twenty first. June twenty first. Okay, and that's the only agenda item
1: that meeting okay okay i'm happy to provide a little contact with that um i so um let me just
0: get through some admin stuff here um so we were we were sent this, this package uh recently um for our my new uh, board, for new board uh, members uh, benefit um we visited this about uh, three years ago when there was conceptual design. Um, and uh, from the board's perspective, we were presented with some general water demand and uh, for what would be used for the conceptual designs that are that are up in the hospital, Hospital Hill. And um, we deliberated on items such as the, the amount of water uh, as an average, what the peak water uses would be, um, we also looked at the, you know, the incremental load to the wastewater treatment system for the additional demand of water and the use of the water and the subsequent um, sewerage that would come from from uh, treatment uh, for that, um, and also the recognition that there will be interconnection that uh, would need to be studied and to be verified that the existing infrastructure um, either. Be able to be easily in, in, uh, integrated, or there might be some uh, additional uh, costs to connect um, both on the water and the wastewater side to the development up on up up on the hill. Um, and that's that was sort of the last time we discussed that. Is that your sort of general rec-
1: recollection? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and. So that's, that's where we are. So now we, have a, we, have, we, have, a, we do have a developer, we do have a design, and we have, well, we have design of what's been proposed to be, to be up there. Um, and also what was sent to us was a description of what the project would entail in general, and also some discussion on the water and wastewater. What were your thoughts on reading both this report as well as the um, peer review by environmental partners? For, for me, nothing jumped out as a concern. I mean, what I
2: got out of the review from environmental partners was generally aligned with expectations around typical typical, you know, statistics and, and approaches. And I think the environmental partners memo came up with a few reasonable questions to chase down, but nothing that struck me as potential roadblocks
1: or, or problems that are going to be difficult to overcome. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think I have the same same of voice that there are a you know, number of action items, or not action items, but you know, considerations. But um, I think you know, it's the process What, what, where, where do we do that? When do we go look for the, when they say you should do this,
0: you should look at this? And what is the process we're gonna take to get those answers? Yeah, I don't, I think I share maybe both of your comments. Um, I didn't see any uh, large changes in in demand or uh, the profile for what's being put up there. Actually, there's less water demand. Um, I think that there, there probably was a gap in what type of landscaping they're we going to do, what they plan to do up there, um, that would most likely, uh, you know, whether it's as an average or especially as a peak, probably exceed, you know, the, the domestic water consumption, um, depending on what they decide to plant up there. So that um, that hasn't been taken into account. But I think that the the amount, the the, the lower amount that's in that's in you know this current uh, um, design is probably will offset you know what they need to use for landscaping, but I'm not but I'm not sure. Um, I know there was a uh, concern about um, whether the existing uh, sewage interceptor was able to handle this, but I think that most of that was probably I think that was uh, addressed. And environmental partners uh, discussion of, about um, both the, the peak load as well as how the load would be handled on the, on the sewer side of things,
1: um, but I didn't I didn't see anything that was you know, an, you know unusual
0: or contrary or perpendicular to subject matter that we covered in years past.
1: Yeah, I agree. Right.
2: The, the landscaping use is a good
1: point. I don't know if that's, that's been discussed. Right. On that
2: piece, uh, in particular, we have language in the Land Disposition Agreement that we're working on, that it's not final. That does prohibit the use of water for irrigation um, currently because the BHP proposal focused on household use. So that's- I mean, that's we, wouldn't that's we wouldn't mind it. We well, wouldn't mind having think, a
0: customer, uh, that's, <laughs> right? Yes. No, I mean, yes. if we have the water sure. and it's part of the town for it to be designed, sure. to pave the place and have tumbleweeds doesn't make any sense right you know there needs to be some sort of balance with that but um, um
2: if we insert a language that said it at the approval of the board of water and sewerage, and so it's an item that can be reviewed as this progresses in future rather than an outright prohibition yeah, or an outright love customers. Okay. we love customers I think, I
1: think it's hard for us to say yes to that right now when we yeah. haven't seen any of their analysis of what they are doing for landscape. Sure. So yeah, that no, was sure. our concern the customers notwithstanding right, right. i i think
2: minimizing usage for irrigation purposes just makes sense i mean if we want to continue the town's going to continue to grow you know these are probably not the last homes to be built here right i think i'd hate to commit precious resource to landscaping and irrigation use when other design features can be
0: used instead yeah and the you know when you look at the yeah, the metrics that are in our annual summary report, our ASR report, you know, development that is in existing places or de- dense development will help us in per capita use. And anyhow, yep. um, just you know, higher higher density will reduce our per capita use because, as, as an aggregate, they're using you know less, less water, less person
1: per acreage right okay. So, um, so, what do you need from us?
0: Can we ask? Well,
5: uh, I mean, if I if I may. Sorry. So, what just, do you need from us? <laughs> right, so, from the development committee standpoint, um, so the development committee was formed in twenty eighteen, right after the master plan was mm-hmm. released, and um, as the name applies, we were focused on you know trying to work with the vision of the master plan and see if it were viable and it could be brought to fruition. Water was identified pretty early on as a possible issue, to the point where uh, we had worked with PAR Corporation to do a study in September of 2019 that was then reviewed by environmental partners, which I believe was issued to the Department of Water and Sewerage rather than the Development Committee. And both of those seem to say, you know, subject to the assumptions in the report, uh, this seems like there's sufficient capacity. We then move forward to an RFP stage. And you know through that process, we, uh, we selected and designated Trinity Financial. Um, you know, they're not relying on these other studies. They commissioned their own through VHB. They've made that available to us. We've had a peer review done by environmental partners. And as we're moving to special town meeting, I think we're just trying to ensure to delay person it seems like these four reports all say you
1: know the situation
5: is manageable um we want to make sure we're answering any questions that you all have right prior to town meeting We're, we're not trying to permit the project now right the vote at town meeting is to whether the selectmen are authorized to move forward to sell the land to trinity subject to a disposition agreement and that disposition
1: agreement would incorporate the standard permanent process. So, 18 months maybe
5: post town meeting to get through not just permitting with you, but with you know, all the other departments and committees before the land actually would transfer. So, I think we're just trying to ensure people have been able to review the materials. I know we've got a lot of people on the call that are associated with the VHB report. If, if anybody wants to talk those details. Uh, yeah, I will say, when we have the, the public meetings, there there are a lot of concerns about water. I mean, we're hearing, you know, urban. Like, oh, in 1961, this happened over on Indian Hill. It's, it's hard to really respond to that, um, other than to we say- don't, We don't respond to something 50 years ago. <laughs> okay. Um, um, We'll release you from that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think there is some confusion. So people will say, and I'm sure you get this all the time, okay, I, I'm handheld watering now, it's early June. What's gonna That's happen- That's a different- What's gonna right. happen when you build something up that
0: that's that's that yeah that that's not really you don't feel you feel like you have to be compelled to answer that we really? are now because
1: we're yeah. the no lot of
0: meetings, but the board so I mean we right, is, right, as an aggregate this is so going to add the town has to be three sorry, or that's four the bottom percent line
1: is that what we're looking for you
0: to start answering those questions right <laughs> <laughs> oh there it is that
1: was the was the I, I have another meeting so let's okay right I think we need your support and your you to start answering those questions to say we've done these studies the, the studies that uh, Trinity has then confirmed your initial EPG studies back in 2018, 2019, and then we've had a peer review that's confirmed that even further. Less demand, um, and I, I think one of the things we've learned is that we need an educational campaign about why we have kennel watering and why we have water vans. It's not because we have a lack of capacity or we don't have that water. It's because Being dictated by the state as to you know, yeah, and
0: that's part of that, that that, like logic diagram. Like, if you're here, then this is your situation, If you're here, then we're not dissimilar from a lot of other towns that have permits Mm -hmm. that have special, uh, you know, considerations or uh, decision points within their permits. So, um, so that's everything, but you know, as an aggregate, this is adding what less than. 3% 3% additional incremental water, and that's not a very large water demand. I mean, sans, you know, excluding the landscaping question, because that could they could have double or triple the domestic water use um, in certain situations. And I think that would have to be like part of maybe the, the constraints you know, of, of, the, of the development. So I, I think we'd have to have some sort of voice to create a specification about Something, something like that, which from there would drive, you know, design standards or planting standards or water use standards or collection on-site standards, or however we wanted
5: to sort of look
0: at it. But it's it's not a lot of
5: yeah. Right when the development is proposed, so nobody's proposing any change to that. If you look at the number of
0: beds, beds so to speak, that are thinking to be added up there, and you consider the larger projects in the last five years through 40B and others, it's about the same, really. As far as the number of people, people, bedrooms, however you want to sort of look at it, at that one particular site, and you sum up the last five years, it's about the same amount of people. So the difference here is that this this is uh, a little, maybe a little, more, a little bit more dense and it got more history to it, but um, we've brought down our water use and stop the leaks at a much higher rate um, and which will more than make up for you know a, a percent or two of incremental demand that's that's my opinion
3: yeah bill i was bill i was going to comment on that too In in the report from environmental partners they make that distinction that you know the the town has to continue with their i and i initiatives to reduce you know unaccounted for water and uh Town should continue to evaluate the water conservation measures and that type of stuff. So, I didn't know if that was put in there because there was a concern that there is some idea that the water usage will creep, or if it was just put in there to, you know, be good. You know, continue to do the good things you're doing. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: I was going to ask that we we ask our expert who happens to be on the line here. Right. Um, if we're interpreting his memo correctly. <laughs>
4: Um, (laughs) Um, I don't have anyone to look behind to, so um, uh,
2: um,
4: no, I think that was, I think the general feeling was that the Trinity proposal is in line with where PARS, you know, kind of estimates from the master reuse plan that's now, you know, probably about three years old. It's in line with that. I think the, uh, the reason for incorporating things, looking at annual usage um, and the wastewater plants average and peak days just to try and give a scale to what that this one project demand is going to be so it's not, you know, distributed development throughout town aggregating up to this it's one project that you'll realize it probably on a on a quicker turnaround what impact does that have compared to what the town is already doing like bill mentioned unaccounted for water has been brought under control in the last five years. Um, the II work is ongoing, so that's addressing a similar you know challenge on that side. So you're creating um, float in your permits to say that we can support you know future development, maintain your existing goals and um, and can support these kind of things so that you're not against a hard ceiling because negotiating those, permit changes is extremely onerous. So you're doing, you're following best practices. This project can fit within the constraints you have now. And ultimately the work the town's doing is probably going towards offsetting any demands of this scale from this project, which clears space for, you know, future development, whether it's five years, 10, who knows? But the project seems that it can it can work within the existing systems. There's nothing no major hurdles on the existing water or wastewater infrastructure as far as concerns with that front. Um, the irrigation thing's just worth bringing up because obviously it can be you know it hasn't been thought of yet because that type of design is pretty detailed as to where i mean obviously the site right now is on un- unirrigated, and um, there's probably portions of that are great during the summer and other places that turn into burnt out hay fields, just because they get a lot of exposure and you get just drier season so um, I think we just wanted to call attention to the limited amount of stormwater due diligence based on the available data says there's going to be some a closed system up there that could really present some great opportunities to try and figure out how to creatively reuse, you know, stormwater down the road, um, which might be the innovation, you need to kind of not rely on a potable system for any irrigation uses, whether that gets written in or it just gets developed at a later date as the design package becomes more clear. I mean this is all done at the twenty thousand foot level of number of bedrooms, a skeleton network of infrastructure, like the fine details will color in where where those things really are. Um, and as they design the facilities themselves, they're obviously using, probably going to be using You know code compliant very efficient fixtures and everything that aren't necessarily present throughout the rest of town so you know there is there is that there are some other unquantified benefits likely from something like this in terms of will the residential per capita use of a resident up at the hospital development be the same as someone who lives in a single-family house on the other side of town Uh, probably not Um, but you'll have to wait and see because it's just a different style of living and
0: yeah with there's probably an expectation that when it becomes developed that the grounds look nice right so well, yeah. right now it's amber Ways
5: of grain right but the town's actually keeping 230 you know, The the open space is being retained by the town
1: mm-hmm.
5: and we're so it's, it's really the brick it's really the brick we love customers. <laughs> so think of it as the brick buildings yeah That's that area bad. that would be sold so even right. when we're talking about irrigation that's the area that trinity that will be you know their site the green in front the arboretum the north field behind are all going to be retained by the town Uh, yeah it's just
4: something to think of as they develop their proposal i mean agreed they're they're very it's probably very and it's very infancy now it's just something to take i mean even if it wasn't a a major concern those are the type of things development projects are taking into account wherever they're cited, just because that's become more of the standard practice. It's not. um, So, I mean, something just for thought is where we wanted to kind of put it as um, something. to think think of. uh, helpful
5: and it's been been conveyed. Um, Just maybe a quick comment on Dave's question. You know, if this project didn't go forward or didn't exist, I think the recommendation would still be to maintain the water conservation best practices in town right so I yeah the,
0: the spirit can, of what the spirit of what's in this report is in our permit anyhow so yeah yeah <laughs> I
5: mean, you know most said to me a couple of years ago like it's right like, we kind of living we have restrictions but we
0: also have regardless. we have we have metrics in our permits and how, how things are operated here so there's a variety of ratios that 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 look at the efficiency of what we use how often we use it um, mm-hmm. different sources and um, making sure that it gets to its ultimate use there are metrics
1: on that as well
2: the other thing i just wanted to make sure the board was aware of that it should have been in the materials but that we've been focused mostly on generation and demand but the other component here is that trinity's proposal was that this would be public infrastructure so the roads will be public the water and sewer under the public roads will be town-owned infrastructure Um, it's all publicly owned today so that's just one Piece that I wanted to make sure the board was aware of, and that's informing our learned long-term fiscal impact, as well as um, Mo's look at what his needs might be to um, take on that additive. So, what is the? So, you're saying that the boundary
0: of the of the ownership by the town would go up. These would be town roads, Correct. right? And who would pay for the infrastructure? up and down the hill.
2: So in terms of getting the project ready to go, the infrastructure cost to connect to our system, install everything is on the developer, and you know, whether they choose to go after some grant funding, that they can go right ahead. The town will not contribute to any infrastructure cost to get the project going. Once everything is complete, tied in, and open, then it is town's obligation to maintain for the long term.
4: So with that in mind, that was why we did include a provision about um, an additional connection, considering an additional water system connection since the town's retaining the Arboretum for whatever future uses they might so that if that infrastructure is put in place, you at least have a new connection point for anything the town wants to do as opposed to having to then go five years from now tear up something that's recently constructed just to
1: extend the main.
4: But otherwise the general network as laid out, whether it be water and sewer, pretty consistent with what PARS preliminary layouts look like, keeping it to the public, uh, the, the roadway, limits of roadway and everything like that. You're not getting cross country piping or uh, gravity sewers. Okay.
0: Um, so we can field questions at that meeting. I can't.
5: Oh, the twenty-first,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'd be there, yeah. I, I think right. I, I'm fairly certain I put it on my calendar.
2: Too. And I see Eric's going to be there. He has very on my calendar. Okay. The other thing I think what we've been doing is releasing some um, rolling frequently asked questions or just questions and providing answers. Um, we would like to incorporate, obviously, uh, a direct response on the water and sewer piece reflecting this conversation. So I can take a stab at drafting that. I don't know if a member of the board wanted to, then if there's somebody in day, you want I'll me to sign it. it yeah, I'll okay. review okay. it. Okay. Sign it. Yeah. Okay. I will do that and uh, send it to you this week. Thank you. It's also a meeting Thursday night
5: where Trinity will
1: be where's that public safety okay. at, uh,
5: yes. Can't make
0: that uh, you, well we've we've been asked to be at that the meeting. There's a warrant meeting that he's covering me on. So I think is That
1: night?
0: No, was last night. It, no, there's there's a, there's a warrant <laughs> committee meeting um Monday, 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 Monday So we I'll do that one. Okay. I okay. yeah, we're I just want to make you
1: you're you're talking to the people who have been at every meeting for every night for the last six weeks. So they get your.
5: This your we hand. really appreciate being on your agenda today. Thank you for Our Is
3: there are, a meeting tonight? Is there a meeting tonight?
1: I have a meeting time. I
5: There's a joint land use board's land meeting
1: land use by meeting, Zoom
3: yeah. tonight. Yeah, tonight.
1: That's, that's right. Right. correct. that's it yeah,
5: and there's also another public session day with trinity on thursday you know in person in town is there an yes. ask
0: for representation at tonight or thursday evening?
4: no
5: just mondays i think the invitation has so gone far. around from sarah i'm not sure if anybody's joining but i'm
1: sure if you would
0: like to join we could get you an invitation that would not be an issue i'm, I'm not looking for examples, <laughs> but i want to make sure that we're you know supporting
2: if you need support too. i think there's going to be lots of lots of people there so i <laughs> and the yeah. warrant committee discussion so, that's something they're 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 interested in having this conversation i think that will be really helpful uh, yeah 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 i'll hear that
1: one
4: okay. okay just send me any invitations and i'll see if they fit in my calendar if you feel i'm needed i right now just have special town meeting on the 21st in my calendar
5: did you want to hear from any of the Folks that are on from BHP or Journey, just we're,
1: we're good. I think okay. I um,
0: yeah. that's great. Nicole, yeah. make sure you're you got some go. other. We yeah, got some other business. Yeah. yeah. Yes? Okay. I don't have to ask any questions. So I appreciate I appreciate folks being
4: available to us. Oh,
1: okay. Thank you. Appreciate you coming in. We'll see you. Thanks.
4: Again. All right, I'll say good, goodbye to you all. Unless uh, Bill, Christian, Dave. Claire, do you need me for anything else?
5: Uh, no, I think um, we're
0: good. We just have some other admin stuff. Yeah,
4: thank thank you, you very much. Appreciate it. Oh, and I, I did update the fluoride memo while you were talking earlier, so I will send that over. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right.
1: Take
4: care. Okay, thank you.
1: Need to take a bio break. Talking about water and stuff. No. I'm not looking at you like I'm asking you to go, but oh. usually I don't run around. So... Is this okay? Is this cover anything you want? Yep. My husband might have dates, have the that are together. Land use boards, maybe that's what we're going to do. I think. Um,
0: we're just in a short recess for anyone who's on the live right
1: now. I think right now is Sarah. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, just um, to we get unfortunately we also have a sync meeting at the same time so it's I at i did know at at the I can't say it's a verbal or live time but I did at the conservation commission meeting last week uh the developer the development on the street colwell he, he did say he did like he did say that he was working with us to come up with a plan so i i don't know that that's so it's it's it. yeah i mean, I mean and, it, and he may have been meaning that he's trying to set up a meeting but it sounded more it sounded more like to them in my opinion but more work process is already going on and i thought that was just that was something to bring it up to the script in we for He's, he wants So to do
0: that. those last, I don't know, 75, 80 words. I don't you know, remember right right that right. combination.
1: The developer on who wants to develop on Elm Street, Scott Caldwell, they'd like to attach to our water treatment plant over three. waste floor, water bottle. and also to run a line up to no. Stephen. Yeah, play.
0: I've I've covered some of that stuff. Okay. With,
1: with 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 mode. He the made it. I, mean, I'll, I'll, sorry, I forgot this. He, he he mentioned it on the conservation. Conservation question asked. What is your plan for water? Because you can't put a septic on that hot land. And he said, I'm working with the board to figure out a plan for it. So, currently so, so we really should have said, I know Sarah's listening. So we really should have said, is I'm trying to schedule a meeting. You can right. tell them what I want to do. You're correct. So I just okay. wanted to like bring it towards. I'm, I'm, I, I had not, not heard Sarah. that. said we were, we had already were. No, and he's been trying to schedule a meeting, but I don't think we've been able to, to talk to him about it.
0: No, there, there, there are some. There are some regulatory uh, policies that prevent. I think is the primary solution. so. Okay, that's my Should we can talk about that? One. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I just thought I would.
1: Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. was only six months. we were mentioned. Yeah, There's, yeah, I'll, there's, I'll, I'll, there's I'll, I'll, a
0: handful of things that, when they're ready, I bring them to the meeting. Some things aren't. They're just um, not baked enough. I'll totally. Just let, no,
1: no I just let Sarah know so I put it on her radar since she's at the conservation commission meeting. That that's still <laughs> in. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just play the way it was set. It was like just of, yeah. Okay. i talked to the board, it's like, no, you asked for a meeting.
0: Okay. Uh, next item is a report and the uh, revenue variance analysis. So I started this about a year ago, and it's essentially to uh, as a check-in to look at um, our, uh, our financial status before the close of the year. Um, it looks at the collected revenue from the previous billing, which is the October billing. And then basically adds that the commitments, which are basically the water bills, um, call it the uh, commitments, you call them accounts, uh, receivables. Um, add those together which are approximately what we're going to get for revenue um, for the rest of the fiscal year. Um, and then you add in the other fees that we have estimated. We don't, and we don't, um, I haven't asked for it. And in terms of what sort of fees that we've collected, whether permits and other other you know, uh, fees that, that we drag in here. So I bring that in as an estimate and add those together to see what our aggregate um, uh, revenues for both water and wastewater are so, and it looks it actually looks promising. Um, let me share this with you. I, I said okay, this I, to you, I, look, I, I yeah. went through it last night. Yeah, what yeah. so it's early, I have it all memorized. All yeah, right. but I'll <laughs> So, um, our expected revenues are uh, going to be in, in water about um, um, three million nine uh, ninety thousand. We are expecting uh, 2,870,000. Um, um, so that is, um, that's about uh, 8% higher than we expected. Um, the, for the sewage uh, services, we were uh, anticipating um, 2 million, uh, 2.11 million And it looks like it's, it's mapping out to 2.16. So that that would be that would be at two percent above um, above the projection. Um, I think um, you know. I think the is coming in a little bit higher than we expected is good. I think, um, however, I think we're going to need it because the the fact that we had to go to tier four, you know, in the last uh, four, or five, uh, four or five weeks is meant that you know this is our the height of our um high, yeah. high water use season so um it's entirely possible that the next billing cycle is probably going to be tracking lower
1: than
0: than, than normal because of those those restrictions so it, it's good that we're we're pacing um above budget on, on revenue for this fiscal year um however I think we're probably going to need that cash uh come come next year uh, because of you know, where we are in the, with the tier four and also we you know the best we can do it sounds like we'll be uh, rolling back to tier three which is once per week uh um outdoor um irrigation water so anyhow so I feel good about this I don't know if it feels good but this uh getting an interim look at our finances before everything rolls up and we'll get something toward the end of the year but then when it actually comes certified by the state it's like september or october so that becomes it's too late for us to really um to do planning for the next fiscal fiscal
1: period so any questions on that no i agree with you it's good
0: numbers up here. Review year to date, operating expenses, for water. This is the one I had saved in my arch.
1: <laughs> so we are how many months into the year? That... Yeah. So we're about close to
0: 90% into the year. Um, at water, the water operating expenses is
1: 82% year to date, so that tracks pretty well. I don't see too many of them that
0: are much higher than expected, other than gasoline, that is what it is. It's uh we're we're at two hundred percent of the
1: two hundred percent of the budget, but that makes sense since gasoline is about twice as expensive. Since. Uh, last year. Um, and uh, the sewage we are at ninety six percent. I'm not sure if any of these reflect. Of the expenses that Mo had to do for the wastewater plant that we authorized for the
5: emergency side, and whether he was just going to reclassify them. Or not.
2: I, I think what it boiled down to is he was trying to trying to get everything done within but within the budget categories if he could.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but doesn't look to me like he's going to get there on sewer. I think maybe he'll be okay on water, but
0: yeah, you know, I mean, yeah contract I, services
2: is already guess, fifty thousand over. Electricity is over.
1: Some of the big budget items are already struggling. So,
2: yeah, no, I mean, these are trends that we've already known about. There's nothing there's nothing here that's news.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I agree. Okay. Um, okay, they're tracking tracking the plan. Um, I did not get
0: the adjustment sheets, so I'll have to track down Tracy. I haven't put up my pumping curve in a while, but we'll get time. I'll be set. Time out, put that together, and have the
1: website updated. Any uh, Anything else? Any new business? Any new?
0: I have I have one thing to just kick around if we're done. Um, yeah. I was one of the folks who pushed for sort of during the day meetings for us because did a lot of coaching when my kids were a little bit younger mm-hmm. and it was hard for me to make evenings work. Those days are behind
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Maybe teach them anything, can anything that they don't already know and they don't really want to hear my opinion um, So you you tend to usually, usually offer sort of business hours when you send around the polls for meetings. From my perspective, it's okay to Include evening options in that if, if okay. it adds a degree of flexibility for other folks. Um, in fact, in some ways, it probably makes it easier for me. My my job is getting harder for me to carve out a couple hours than it used to be. So, okay. evenings in some ways might be easier for me, but I, I'll still do my best to accommodate either way. I just wanted okay. to throw that out there for folks. How'd your schedule,
0: Dave? How does it work?
3: Yeah, either works for me. Evenings, daytime, business hours. I figured you were trying to do during the day for Mo's availability. So that was just my thought. Sure, it helps the
2: folks who are right. regular employees here not to have to stay late. Um, and I can appreciate that. I really can't, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, traditionally our meetings were at seven o'clock at the mm-hmm. up there. I went, went there for years, but that was with different people, different mm-hmm. parts of their life. Yeah. So how about you? Doesn't
1: nice. we, we go to a lot of meetings. Sorry. I'm just a little no, no, it's fine. Evening or day is fine. Mostly work is fine. Let me like know in
0: advance. I can carve my schedule. If I say seven o'clock, are we all going to be on Zoom, <laughs> home, drinking red wine out of our Yeti mugs, is that? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Um, so, when shall we meet next time? I um, I think we need to open up our books uh, today at least look look at the future a little bit because um when I get home and I put one of these together mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to uh like if there are already no fly zones then let's let's um
1: well vacations summer vacations well yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, in general yeah um, so my no fly zone right now is June the end of June. Um, I already felt that. Um,
0: and so the first couple of weeks of July, I actually become I
1: become open. First couple of weeks of July. Yeah, I'm my daughter's at camp that Is that make you more open or less open? Yeah, we're not gonna open So I'll be mostly around. Okay. How about you, Dave?
3: Yeah, except for the fourth everything
1: looks okay first first half of July anyway, right now. Yeah, so far I'm I'm pretty good for the first half of July. Okay. Um how how about the evening of the sixth? Great. Seven o'clock? Mm. Okay. Wow, look at us.
0: Setting a meeting in advance.
1: <laughs> Let's see if we get 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So it's seven o'clock here. And um, I think um Can I you a question? Yep. Yeah. I feel
2: about six o'clock. Um, I
1: like it. Okay. okay. That's fine. Okay. Sure. Just for for those that are coming to the meeting, I mean, obviously we're gonna to come to whatever time you set, but if you do six and we're not waiting around for three hours waiting, you know, not that we're ever waiting around, but you know what I mean. Yeah, just yeah. gets and everybody
2: home
0: Get you home an hour, hour earlier. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Six also, o'clock. I'm not so
1: much the... worried about me, it's my other people who are been yeah, the sure. nonstop yeah.
0: these days. Okay. Six o'clock at the national Bride.
1: I'm done. No, no. The six was here. The seven was not your problem. <laughs> okay, six o'clock on six. Okay. Um. There's um.
0: In the next meeting, I think we're going to discuss the sewerage. Um, we did the water. Uh, rules and regulations. Uh, we did we did lean into that pretty well. The surge. I think um, I think maybe one of the board members to sort of maybe uh, take that over. Um, one of the things is that we have the water regulations and the sewage regulations, and the sort of content and the format of that is is really not the same. Uh, you know, by sections. You know, rules and and, and, and roles and responsibilities. And, and uh, everything from fees to fines and so on and so forth the town. The for Sorry, us the yeah for the, for the town um, and there are uh, i think there are a couple of items there um, where we've made some rulings uh, we've had agreements in previous meetings um, that i think we're going to need to uh, memorialize and, and talk about whether those should be integrated into the rules and regulations um, so um, that's gonna, that'll probably take, uh, you know, some time for some to get their, their arms around. We might have to actually change the format of both of those so that, you know, table of contents sort of looks the same. So as we drop oh, yeah. things in, it's right now, yeah. cause the, the town staff, what they did is they did their best from taking their own practices and best practices from others and then try to create a deliverable. And we, we worked to polish <clears throat> that up. And Then when the sewage was done, that was done by, I think by somebody else, and so, with the, uh, what came out of that was a different format, a different type of content. So, I think we might need to freshen that look up. I think that the, the board signs off on this. That we actually promulgate, we create, promulgate the, the rules, and regulations themselves. So, we actually own the document. Um, so, but I think you know, working in concert with the, t- the town staff is what what we need to do. I think we have to like just look at the contents. Realize what needs to go and then start to extract that and pull it back in there. because there's also cross referencing within the document that needs to yeah. be cleaned up. Um, so,
1: if that's something you want to come with, other than the, the new links that need to be added, you want to come with that crosswalk to the next meeting? Do you like to have that to talk about, or would you like to talk about it and then do it after?
0: How about?
1: I'm just how asking, about, how to, how to I mean,
0: I can do with crosswalk if you want before we get no forward. how about how about let me get them and email to you guys right. and then you know you should you know, look at them, and, you know, and uh, you know, since we have a we have a an associate board member, the associate board member can work on the deliverable for the other members. because um, well, that's a good question, Christine. Can an associate member work with another board member and not have, that be part of the open meeting law because he's a non-voting member. In other words, can we create a subcommittee with an associate member and a voting member.
1: My initial feeling is yes, but let me have just run that by Mark just to confirm. Oh, I know. Now you're bringing up the lawyers. I know. Okay.
0: You see, what we're trying to do because it's yeah.
1: You might, you might be
0: okay. Let me, um... I mean, cause Dave's a rock star, right? So <laughs> <laughs> let
1: me, let me think about that. Yeah, yeah that, that might be
0: okay. Just, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So my list. I think, we'll, I think we'll talk about that as an item. Um, I can't, even if we get some other crazy, you know, some pass reading that's a little bit above our would have to be dramatically. Higher for us to, to be a meeting, either. Uh, we haven't talked about the filtration project itself.
1: Um, but um, I don't I think we have too many, I think we have, have the heavy stuff this meeting. Yes, Thanks agree. for your efforts today. Move to adjourn. I would move. Yes. Okay, all in favor adjourning? Aye. Means adjourned.